The big takeaways from preseason week two. What did we learn about some young quarterbacks that are progressing, looking more comfortable going into the 2023 season and a couple of star first round playmakers on display. Coming up on today's Peacock and Williamson. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next-level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. Brian Peacock alongside Matt Williamson at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL on Twitter. That is still the best place to get at us and uh, get some questions in for this week's mailbag if we don't touch on what you want us to touch on on your favorite preseason football team Uh, thanks for making this your first listen every day on the locked on podcast network today's episode of peacock and williamson is brought to you by better help if you're thinking of starting therapy give better help a try visit betterhelp.com slash locked on today to get 10 percent off your first month matt uh if i may can we begin in Green Bay, where the New England mm, Patriots, and this might be the only time I reference a score today, but because that's not the important part of this thing. Uh, 21-17 Patriots over the Green Bay Packers, but a couple of really important quarterbacks that have been around the league for a little while now, a couple of years, but this is a pivotal year for both of these guys, and I think they both looked, I think they both made their fan bases feel comfortable about the start of the season for them at quarterback, and that is Jordan Love and Mac Jones, respectively. Yeah, I mean, a lot of uncertainty around these offenses overall in the offseason. You know, obviously a coordinator change in New England is massive. And frankly, that side of the ball already looks better coordinated. <laughs> you know, just leave it at that. I mean, it looks like it's a lot less dysfunctional. And they're not even game planning yet. And you're like, okay, right. right. And we all know the Packers are unusually young on offense. And, you know, there's some obvious change of quarterback, too. But I'm encouraged with that situation. But you're right. Both quarterbacks, even though they weren't weren't drafted in the last year or two, are still young, unknown, need to prove themselves, pivotal, any word you want to use. And so far, I think it's both positive. You know, Romeo Dubs has had a nice uh, preseason. Love can certainly make some throws. That's for sure. Jones looks much more in command in this offense. So, yeah, I think both teams should be happy with where the, their offenses are at right now. Yeah, the, both these young quarterbacks have a shot in Jordan Love and Mac yeah. Jones. Uh, five of eight, and five of eight for Jordan Love, um, 84 yards, touchdown pass. Uh, Mac Jones was six of nine. Of course, not a ton of work. And, and more importantly, with a lot of these, and, and I think Matt, you wanted to touch on this today, is when teams play joint practices before the mm-hmm. game, those joint practices just take precedence. And they're just so much more important for those teams than the game. The game almost becomes an afterthought. Yeah, I think it is noteworthy that over the last handful of years, we've gone to 17 games, only three preseason games. We had some covid weirdness mixed in there too so i don't think there's a set formula like there was for most of our lives of how teams handle these preseason games and who to play and when but i do think it's very clear that 
the teams that are using the the practice joint practice stuff value that much more than game day and it makes all the sense in the world i mean let's just script a whole period of red zone of two minute whatever you know you may not get those opportunities in a game maybe you do maybe you don't you just don't know and it's just a little bit more of a controlled environment you can pull people to the side you can talk to the opposing coach and we saw a lot of this actually on the latest hard knocks too but i i there are some of these games where clearly the practices were more important. And the other thing is sometimes you are preseason superstars. I like to remind fans of this one, uh, those preseason superstars, they disappear in the regular season because they're getting all this work that they're not going to see. So uh, for yeah. example, in this very game, we're going to move on and talk about a lot of other quarterbacks and a lot of other players, but um, you know, Jordan love gets eight attempts and he's in there with the ones. And then Sean Clifford comes in and he looks pretty good too. I think both these teams found backups, mm-hmm. but their other quarterbacks are clearly backups because, and the clue there is that how much they played, right? Sean Clifford gets 19 pass attempts. He, he throws the ball twice as much as Jordan love Bailey Zappi looked pretty good in, in his um, play. He actually had a rushing touchdown in this one, as well as a passing touchdown, 10 of 22 passing 117 yards. And some teams get ex- some play, some fan bases get excited about backups, that get to play the a number one kind of a role and play a lot of football during a preseason game. They get excited about it and they disappear. It's like, oh yeah, the team get, lets them play in the preseason because they don't have plans for them in the regular season. hundred percent. And then week 12 rolls around and Peacock and Williamson bring up Sean Clifford. And after loves out for a game or so, like remember he surprised us in the preseason. Maybe he does have a chance, you know, something there. Yeah. It's a long Maybe, year. Yeah. It's a long year. Maybe Brock Purdy is going to be okay after Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo get hurt. I know the the folks out there are going to ask for my opinions on the 49ers game. So speaking of young quarterbacks, uh, Trey Lance did lead a game-winning drive for the 49ers to beat the Broncos. Um, My question is, is it too little too late? He's just been more inconsistent than Sam Darnold in the two preseason games. Um, And uh, I just have a feeling it's – and some, some fans got mad at me talking about the 49ers. Uh, post game that I, I, I it was almost a, even though Lance looked better he started off so bad and had a couple of turnover worthy mm-hmm. plays throughout the game then came back and really made some nice throws and it's like you can see him get, progress and get better while he's even playing in game let alone you know it was like he just needs to play more and but in the end I gave him a stock down because it's so inconsistent and Darnold's just been more consistent and I really do think that Kyle Shanahan right now is leading toward towards Donald Darnold being the number two guy over uh, over Trey Lance, but we have another preseason game to go here. And I do think it's close enough, but um, we need to see more consistency and need Lance to start faster next time. Okay. Yeah, that certainly adds up. It did look like a better showing than we've seen from Lance. A um, couple other little nuggets from that one that I kind of took away were Wilson still hasn't looked good for the, the, the Broncos and either one of these in the preseason action at all for me. I'm a little worried about Denver and think this might be a long rebuild type of year and look like Brock Purdy was pretty sharp. I mean, he's back to looking like himself. Well, that's the other thing. I would like to see Lance get a chance with the ones next week because Mm -hmm. Brock Purdy gets to roll in there and go, Oh, cool. Debo Samuel screen, Debo Samuel screen. Uh, Brandon, (laughs) I by eight yards on a slant, right? And he made one nice little, he wasn't asked to do a ton, but you just see all of a sudden that was the first time we've seen the first team offense and it just hums and rolls down the field. And you're like, okay, that looks good. Then they leave the field and you're like, well, wait a second. Now Lance is throwing to 
preseason superstar, by the way, Ronnie Bell, who might disappear, seventh-round pick for the Niners. You know, seven catches, 117 yards or whatever it was. Uh, looks good out there. He's one of those guys you get excited about if you're a 49ers fan. Might disappear because he's not playing over Debo. He's not playing over Ayuk. He's not, you know, going to Perfect example. Of what we just right. Yeah, exactly. And so it would be cool if in the third preseason game, you know, uh, and we see that we saw the Broncos actually do it this week. And you see some teams do this where the first team goes out there. First team quarterback plays a series or two. First team quarterback leaves. Backup quarterback comes in with the rest of the first team unit. Mm. And yeah, then yeah. the rest of the first team unit comes off the field. That backup stays with the twos then for a while. I would like to see that just to see what it looks like. Trey Lance has never had, and we're, we're going to move off of this one. Lance has never had McCaffrey on offense to throw to. He's only had one game's worth of Kittle. And they look pretty good in that game with Kittle, with Trey Lance, by the way. So um, just, just Especially in that it. scheme with those weapons. You know, Let's more maybe than a little, little bit more. Right, I right, think right. that's the opportunity here in the last preseason game for some of these quarterbacks that might go sit on the bench once the season starts. Let's learn as much as possible. Give them as many reps as possible. That's my hope for Lance. That's well said. Real quick note, too, I wanted to mention before is we are coming up on the the, uh, the third preseason game start Thursday, I think. And the teams playing Thursday get 17 days off between now and the top of the front, you know, before the opening day. So it's kind of an odd schedule. And we have a game tonight, too, I think. Yeah. It's very odd. Yeah. We, we already did our, our preview of uh, Washington and I don't even remember who Washington's playing. Baltimore. Yeah. Let's see if Baltimore yeah, yeah. can win number 27 in a row uh, on Monday night football. <laughs> Um, but yeah, and, and we'll we'll have some breakdowns from that game if there's interesting stuff there. I'm sure there will be. Sam Howell is is kind of the uh, the one that we're all looking at right now. Been named the starter for Washington, um, and yeah, all of a sudden it's going to be very quick. There's going to be another preseason week three, and then a lot of nothing for a while as we get a lot ready. of nothing. So for we're going to start right. talking about our fantasy drafts and and how things look post preseason. Maybe reshuffle the deck a little bit. We'll probably have to do a prediction or you know prediction uh, podcast or two over under win totals that kind of stuff. But we're gonna have a long stretch here without a lot of action, and people are gonna get real anxious. All right, we talked about some quarterbacks that are reaching veteran status, but are in the young quarterback category still. But what about those rookie quarterbacks? Next, today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Sometimes we're faced with tough choices in life, and it's going to happen. And uh, there are times when you feel uncertain about where you're going or what the right path is, even if you kind of know where you're going and how to get through that path, how to get there. And those paths forward aren't always clear. So whether you're dealing with decisions around career, relationships, anything else, therapy helps you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate life so you can move forward with confidence and excitement. And sometimes you just need that weekly check-in just to make sure you are in the right place that you intended to be every week as you move forward. It could be so helpful. So if you are thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule, which is so key. So just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and you know, if you don't hit it off with your therapist, you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash locked on today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash locked on. Here we go. Uh, C.J. Stroud, what did you think about the mm. Texans' young quarterback? They didn't light up the scoreboard. The Texans uh, did not. And Davis Mills looks comfortable as that backup quarterback, but clearly they want CJ Stroud to be the guy there. And they're working on him being the number one. And I think we're going to see all these uh, top four 
draft pick quarterbacks be the starters for their respective teams. Did Stroud look more comfortable preseason week two than one for you, Matt? Yes. And I want to mention one thing on this game that just came across, just got a blurb a second ago. Um, Devon A-Chain, they were worried it was going to be a serious injury. It looks like he avoided that. And they ran all over the Texans, you know, just a Miami note. It was a lot of uh, uh, Ahmed, you know, was the, the lead ball carrier in this one. But yes, I, I thought I, I thought there was a lot to take away from the Texan side of things overall, uh, that Stroud took a step forward. I mean, it doesn't mean he's out of the woods. Oh, he's going to be fine. Of course. I mean, progress is not linear, but I thought this was a step forward. I also thought it was noteworthy that Mechie, John Mechie, another young player, is kind of struggling to see the field and looks like he's getting buried on the depth chart a little bit. That's unfortunate, but they have yeah, a well, lot of for him because he's yeah. going through his actual rookie season now. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, and uh, who else? Oh, it looks like Damien Pierce. If, it's a, just a, uh, he's one of my favorites fantasy at, at his ADP right now. He's clearly, clearly the number one there. And, and Will Anderson showed looked like an early pick too. So. Oh. There's Will a lot Anderson, of stuff going on. Yeah. Will Anderson is is ready. Yes. Uh, he's he's ready to go. He's going to be a very good, like, in fact, put your money down for defensive rookie of the year right now because he's uh he was picked high. He has the pedigree. Mm-hmm. The just how fluid he is, the motor. When it, it doesn't take that long. You see this guy on the field, and and I, I wanted to mention him last week just because of, of yeah. where, some of the stuff I've seen from him in camp. And um the, the Texans are very happy right now with will anderson we'll see what it ends up looking like for cj stroud if the trade up ended up being worth it to get both of these guys but you can see why the texans were like well we're not going to pass on will anderson here so we're going to do something else to get the quarterback too with that pick he can be a difference making cornerstone player for that defense his motor the way he can put moves together and string it together um he has a little bit of everything uh, i think people might have started to underrate him in the draft process last year he uses straight Me up included mm-hmm. i was a little rough on him yeah I, I just looked at him like that's not Chase Young, that's not Nick Bosa coming out, and he, maybe he's in that category too. He's pretty I, actually good. my that was my comp for him was Nick Bosa because really? it's like, okay, well he's not six five, he's not freaky, mm-hmm. not Garrett. Miles Garrett. Yeah. He's not Miles Garrett, but neither was Nick Bosa, and that's the that was the knock on Nick Bosa as well. It's like well you know he's uh, got a motor and he's got technique, um, but he's not six five and he doesn't run a four five, and actually Will Anderson did run pretty well and worked mm-hmm. out pretty well. And people didn't really talk about it, even though he's not the biggest guy, he's really athletic. And I mean, he, I think it was a chain actually that he ran over on his way to the quarterback. I think you're right. Play. And uh, it's just like, Oh my God, get out of his way. Yeah. I'm glad we brought him up though. And didn't just focus on the quarterbacks. Cause he's, uh, if he's not the leader in the clubhouse or the shortest odds for defensive rookie of the year, he should be and put a couple bucks on it. If he isn't. You know what else I'm noticing here is all of the, you know, kind of established quarterbacks that are going to be QB ones almost got the exact same amount of work and playing time. It's like, okay, couple series and between six and eight, like it's very narrow. It's like, we need this exact amount of work for you. This exact mm-hmm. amount of, of passing attempts. Now you're out of the game. Uh, Tua was five of seven passing. And then almost all these quarterbacks had almost exactly the same amount of work here. So I think we're starting to see teams, come together with how they want to work this preseason now in the new format and this was really true for the Steeler game because like Tomlin talked about it and he said before we're not sure how long people are going to play and then after the game he's like well Kenny Pickett just walked right down the field and scored so we got him out you know kind of like to it like if you if you only need five or seven throws to show a successful outing get you out you know what I mean like 
So especially when they have early success, but you're right. I think one drive is kind of the sweet spot for some of these guys. Oh, that's also one of our quarterbacks, Matt. What's the report on Kenny Pickett going into year two as the starter? I thought he looked much more comfortable in year uh, in preseason week number one. Did that continue week two? Yeah, a, a couple of Bills notes, first of all. When Josh Allen was in the game, and he played substantially longer than Pickett because they were struggling so much, he was under pressure 40% of his snaps. I mean, their O-line's a work in progress, but the Steeler front is really good. He was getting hit left and right. Um I think Kincaid looks really, really good. But overall, Bills was an ugly performance by them. I mean, when it mattered, when even the uh, a semblance of ones were on the field, the Steelers were kicking the crap out of the Bills. I mean, I'm not saying they're better than the Bills. You know, here comes the seventh ring. But this was not really a competitive game when the best players were on the field. And part of that was because of Pickett. I mean, he just drove right down the field. The Steelers were like the least explosive offense in the league last year. They'd be getting explosive plays from Calvin Austin and Warren and Pickens and Fryermuth and spreading it around. And Kenny looks very, very comfortable. That is very good news for Pittsburgh Steelers. That That is the yeah. two things you want to hear, right? The the lines are dominating and Kenny Pickett looks like the real deal in, in captaining that offense. So uh, that's a big stock up for the entire, the entire Pittsburgh Steelers organization there. I like that report from you. And uh, Dalton Kincaid is, is another big one for us here to talk yeah. about because um, it looks like he's the real deal. Who cares if he can block or if he's even utilized as a blocker, we're treating him as wide receiver too, right now in the bills offense. Absolutely. And Gabe Davis had a nice game too. That's a guy I've been really hard on. Um, it's also very clear for fantasy reasons. I Harris didn't play, so I guess I shouldn't say this is clear. But James Cook absolutely profiles as the number one there. I don't think he's Naheem Hines, scat back guy at all. I think he's going to play a ton. And Kincaid looks very fantasy worthy, which says a lot for a rookie tight end. I mean, he gets moved all around. He's a sharp route runner. He gave the middle of the field Steeler defenders a lot of problems. Maybe the brightest spot of that game from the Bills. I'm still not sold on Cook as an as an as a main back and every down back. Yeah. I, I still got to see it out there because I I didn't think he profiled that way. I didn't see it last year, so I'm gonna I'm gonna wait and see on that one. Yeah, his ADP I think keeps climbing, 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 and now he's at the point where someone else can have him. But one, I mean, if we're talking fantasy too, one of the big things is just opportunity. If they're gonna treat him that mm-hmm. way, even if it's not amazing, he's gonna get a lot of targets, a lot of rushes, and he's gonna get a lot of fantasy points. But I I don't know. I do think they want to throw to him and Kincaid more than they've thrown to non-Stefan Diggs guys in the past. But Cook's not going to get any goal line touchdowns for you. No chance. Uh, can we go really quick? I mean, we're going to go back to some of the quarterbacks and some of those conversations, but since we sort of went to that uh, that offensive weapon, the playmaker in Dalton Kincaid, first round, a tight end, can we go to the Atlanta Falcons who dueled oh, yeah. Cincinnati Bengals to a scintillating tie in preseason week number two. I'm glad they didn't try. They don't try to do the, uh, the overtime thing in preseason and uh, Bijan Robinson didn't get a ton of work, but the work he got was like, Oh yeah. Okay. That's, that's what we want it to look like. A hundred percent. I mean, I have the fifth pick in my top fantasy uh, league and I'm strongly considering Bijan there. I mean, that, that's, that's how impressive I think he is. He's really hard to tackle. He's really explosive. I thought the Falcons offense as a whole looked quite good. Ritter, un- unfortunately for him, he got a pass batted down while as they were driving down the field. It got picked off in the end zone. But all in all, I thought he was really, really sharp. And I keep harping on this with the Bengals, but 
I think they're doing themselves a little bit of disservice without playing any of their offensive guys at all. I mean, I think that's crazy. Yeah, the, I get there's a, a definite rest versus rust thing there. Yeah. You don't want to get guys hurt, but you can't roll into the regular season and start losing football games because seeding is going to be too important in the AFC. You got to be exactly ready. exactly what they did last year. Yeah. I just I, I understand that you know obviously Burrow's not going to be in the mix, but man, that's a little worrisome considering how last year started for me. Next, Matt, we got to talk about some of these other rookie quarterbacks and our biggest takeaways from preseason week number two. Next, today's episode of Peacock and Williamson brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sportsbook football season getting close to the real thing kicking off and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long because right now when you bet on a Super Bowl winner you can get bonus bets every time that team wins in the regular season so just pick any team to win the Super Bowl and you'll get bonus bets for every victory all season long and then you can use those bonus bets on everything that FanDuel has to offer like spreads player props over-unders, and a lot more. My favorite thing to do on FanDuel is uh, to build your own parlays, and there's you know specials that are running every day. There's tons of not just football, baseball, you know, basketball and hockey are going to get going here in the fall. Um, there's any sport, snooker, we talk about a lot on this podcast. Uh, <laughs> you name it, auto racing, fighting, you can find it. Combat sports galore at FanDuel. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sports book on an app and a website that is super easy to use and safe. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. One more quick note on Bijan Robinson, because we said he looked good. What, what was mm-hmm. so good about Bijan Robinson? And to me, it was the subtlety. What makes a runner special? He had the vision to see running lanes and, and cutback lanes. And then when, and this is the magic recipe for a great runner is the, the feet and the ability to to make the subtle movements so you get past the defensive line lumb linebackers coming here you're going this way but you have that ability to see it and get it when when you need to get is the the hole that's over here now so the hole was here the hole shifted to there you can make that linebacker miss with no space in between you're not like in in open space and you can make a big juke you're like boom here i see this i gotta get out this way and you can escape out the back door he showed that ability on just a few runs, and, and that's what gets you excited about his ability. It's why he was top 10 pick. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, 100% right. You laid that out really, really well. And, and I would say even in his, what, first or second ever game in a NFL jersey, he looks like an expert chess player. Like, he sees three moves ahead, and just like you were saying, like, I'm going to subtly juke this first guy out at the line of scrimmage, and then I'm going to run away from that linebacker, and then I'm going to ro- run over that safety 10 yards downfield. And I know Tyler Algier had a good year, and he's a fine player. But a lot of the runs that Algier got four to six yards, Robinson's going to get 12. Right, and that's the big difference there. It's like yeah, you have yeah. a fine back, but this could be a difference-making running back, and yet you hope he stays healthy. Yeah, no doubt. No, but he's impressive. I still wonder if he's going to get everything. Like, are, Is he so good that like, well, like, well, we can't take him off the field? I know we have this other back that's kind of a, a change of pace, but... I think they'll be out there together. I think he'll he'll do some slot stuff. I mean, so I, I think they really believe in positionless football there more than anybody. Like London, Pitts, Bijan, just get him the football any way possible and create mismatches. 
I have two notes from Panthers Giants. My okay. first note is how good Brian Dayball is. Even in the preseason, he's got guys running yeah. open, uh, and that's fun to see. So, uh, you know, I think a lot of guys play up. I think he's a really good coach in the NFL, and the Giants are in great hands there. Um, and, you know, even guys like Isaiah Hodgins and Jalen Hyatt, and I think Waller is going to be a massive part Waller. of that offense, and hopefully he can stay healthy. That's the that's the one to own in fantasy, and we'll see how the rest of uh, that offense comes together. And they've got a stable of – kind of, you know, not number one tier receivers, and we'll see who ends up getting the bulk of the of the leftovers. But I really think Darren Waller is going to be a massive part of that offense this year, obviously, after Saquon. But how about Bryce Young, the rookie quarterback? How did he look to you? Uh, things are starting a little bit slower for him than some of the others. Yeah, great stuff on the Giants there. Waller, Jones, even Okarike made a ton of plays. I watched that whole, t- whole game. Uh, and down the line receivers. Young was under a lot of pressure again, and man, I mean, I don't know why you have to play Dexter Lawrence, but he just destroyed the inside of that offensive line, and uh, I'm not sure there's a worse guy for Bryce Young to play against right now than Dexter Lawrence, just driving right down the middle of the A-gap or right down the middle of a center, considering his height and inexperience, and boy, that was a problem, and he's not looking great. I I mean, I, I have concerns. Concerns. It's a work in progress there. Uh, it's a yeah. you know a, a young team, young offense, trying to figure things out, and new coaching staff. So we'll see what ends up looking like for for Bryce Young. But um, of all the uh, of all the younger quarterbacks, he's the one I think is going to have the toughest go based on what I've seen so far. Yeah, at the beginning of the season, and you know they had to give up a lot to get him too, and lost his best receiver. So you know, just, just don't have early season expectations too high on Bryce Young. That's that's my takeaway so far. 100% agree. 100% agree. Can we go to the Kansas City Chiefs really quick? And I know sure. Rashid Rice had a nice little game here. A lot of buzz. The Chiefs rookie wide receiver. But again, I think similar to the last game we're talking about, I don't know if it's a great sign because I feel like Th- this wasn't the ones that we were seeing. So we're we're not going to see the, you know, the nine targets for Rasheed Rice like we saw in this game. And to be honest, even his his best play, his highlight play was like a 25-yarder, little catch and run. I didn't think he looked so explosive that I'm worried about him uh, him outdoing necessarily my guy, which is Sky Moore, who I do expect that year two bump for him. And Sky Moore did get in this game and and had a couple of targets, but... I don't know. I, I, I think there might be some Rasheed Rice, and maybe I'm misreading it completely, but I feel like some Rasheed Rice hype will build from this preseason. I, I'm not I, – I think I won't buy that hype quite yet. Yeah, I mean, he's <laughs> – catching passes from Shane Bouchelle is, is a lot different. You know, I, I, I got the impression – and this was the thing with Sky Moore. I'm, I'm 100% with you. Like, I'm not buying the hype, and I do have a little – preconceived prejudice here because I thought he was a little overdrafted. I never thought he was a particularly explosive player, you know, even coming out of college. Um, But this was the big issue with Sky Moore was he goes from smaller program to a very, very complex offense and had a lot of growing pains as a rookie. So I think they're trying to avoid that with Rice by use him, use him, use him in the preseason. That doesn't mean he's, you know, week one going to lead the team in catches. Right. Yep. And so, yeah, look at the the units and look at the players that the guys are. And look, maybe he looks good enough to where now he is running with the ones next week and he gets more. Maybe. And yeah. who knows? Maybe he ends up starting because there is Marcus Valdez, Gantling, 
who I think we know exactly what he's going to be. In fact, had a 21-yard reception in this game, was was out quickly. Kelsey was in this game and was out quickly. Um, and there is some competition there, so it's definitely, you know, Justin Ross, remember? Uh, how good he was supposed to oh, be. Right, right, right. So there, there's a lot of opportunity for young receivers, and um, and you have to monitor if you're playing fantasy football this team because you want whoever those starting receivers are going to be for Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs offense. And Rasheed Rice is part of that. Maybe this is a step to him getting there. Um, you know, and some draft pedigree helps for for Rice and, and Sky Moore. So maybe that's just what we see. We see, well, these are the two highest highest drafted guys. Marquez Valdez Scantling's a kind of a one trick pony, and he's going to be our number three. And we're going to move the other guys around, move somebody into the slot, and we're going to go with the young guys on the outside. I don't know. We'll see. I, I tend to think that too. Uh, I mean, and they still have hope for Kadarius Tony, as you know, as you mentioned. Right. Um, yeah. He and so here's the other thing with with Kadarius Tony because he is such a specialty player to me, and and we'll see if it looks like more than that. Uh, and, you know, and he also has to stay healthy and be on the field for that offense. So mm-hmm. there's so much to be decided. But if they're just going to find ways to get the ball in Tony's hands, then he's the one you want, right? Uh, if Sky Moore ends up being yeah. just through the natural progression of the offense, whoever the other starting wide receivers are, if they end up being the highest targeted guys at wide receiver after Travis Kelsey, obviously, then they're the ones to own. So this is the Kansas City Chiefs, like, monitor, but don't go too crazy on any of them. Yeah, it could be a massive wide receiver committee. And I think Tony's like the least trustworthy fantasy guy in the history of the world, too. Yeah, for the, for the ADP, because you got to pay for it. Yeah, he's not cheap. Know, they, they have to manufacture those touches. And yep. are they going to do that? Then shoot, shoot let's go. Let's, let's give them to me. But we'll see. They, they manufacture touches for Travis Kelsey in that offense. Oh, of course. So we're up against it, but I just want to throw out one other team super mm-hmm. quick. Um there wasn't a ton to take away from the Rams, but I thought the Raiders, Jimmy Garoppolo, it was good to see him out there healthy, moving the the offense very efficiently as he often does. But I, I don't think we can ignore Aiden O'Connell. Aiden O'Connell's been as good as any preseason quarterback, period, let alone the the rookies. I mean, Aiden O'Connell is legit. I mean, if you're in a super flex league Aiden or O'Connell right him. now for yeah. two weeks, the leader in the clubhouse for – preseason all pro quarterback yes i think he is i mean he's obviously great in two weeks and yeah the right right, right. Volume is there as well 11 of 18 163 yards two touchdowns in this one garoppolo was four four you know doing his mm-hmm. dart throwing uh as he does so um yeah but good on the good on the raiders for you know they josh mcdaniels wanted to go from car to garoppolo i think most people would agree they're kind of in that same middle tier of yeah, starting yeah. nfl quarterback to really want to to do to, to really want to try so hard to move around in the same tier tells me something about why Josh McDaniels wants to make that change and uh to expect that that Jimmy Garoppolo is a is an important part of what they wanted to do there. But man, seeing Aiden O'Connell play if that Garoppolo injury rears its head, he's he looks really good. He looks really good. Yeah, I just, I, th- I just want to make sure we mentioned his name again. And I think we can chalk up an L to both of us. I know, speaking of me, I was not super impressed by the Aiden O'Connell draft pick by the Raiders. No, I wasn't either. I blew that one, Matt. Yeah, I mean, even just what we've seen, boy, a lot of the mid-round quarterbacks and late-round quarterbacks have played quite well. And I do think there is something to be said for what you've mentioned many times, the old Parcells theory of you have a lot of experience at the college level. It sure is easier acclimating in the league. Stetson Bennett's got that gunslingers to him mm. where he can make some bad plays. 
but there's something fun about it as well. And and he's looked pretty good, had the interception in this game. Uh, I don't know if he – I think it would end really poorly if he had to play a lot of football for the Rams because of because of some of those things. But he he didn't look terrible either uh, so far in the uh, in camp and preseason, even though he did have the the bad pick in this one. It started a little slow, but then he doesn't give up easy, and he you can see. I know he's not the driving force, but he won an awful lot of games at the college level, and he is not bashful, as you said. I hope it doesn't come to it, but I'm putting a chip down that he plays at some point this year. A really quick note I want to ask you about. Actually, you know what? We're going to save this because people are asking us about it. We're going to save it for Thursday's mailbag, and it's a a fantasy running back. There's like a split brewing, and I I want to ask you about a certain fantasy backfield in Pittsburgh, and I'm sure you have a definitive answer there, and I have a feeling I I know what that answer is. So we'll get to that Thursday. Of course, you can drop us your questions on YouTube in the comments. Make sure you are subscribed up on YouTube at BD Peacock, at Williamson NFL as well. And make sure you are subscribed everywhere you get your podcasts. Matt and I back tomorrow right here. Peacock and Williamson.